Best friendhood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friendhood. I thanked Granny. You did. Okay. On Sunday Scaries, though, like right at the beginning of the stream. I haven't watched it. Did she respond? She did first. Like, I didn't even like highlight the message or anything. I was just like, hey, Granny, thank you so much for the reminder that like things are okay and positivity in the world, blah, some bullshit like that. And as she was doing her thing, she just went, Jake, you're so welcome. Don't forget, dear. And like, that was it. Like, it just quick little blurb. But I'm like, don't forget. And that's it. (gasps) That's right. Oh my God. she, that's a joke for her now because somebody that she met in that Twitch world yeah. just went, and don't forget, and then <laughs> and walked <left>. away. <laughs> yeah, that's why that joke is now a thing. I It killed me. Oh my gosh, it's It so was funny. so perfect. And yes. don't forget. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. I do too. Good. Uh, thank you so much for that. That was the best. Yeah. I just, I always strive to remind you, because I know, like, my own words, I'll tell you all the goddamn motherfucking time Mm -hmm. that you were loved, how big and important you are, Mm -hmm. how absolutely astounding you are in this experience of life. But every once in a while, to have somebody else reaffirm that, Mm -hmm. sometimes it hits it hits different, it hits as the different. kids say. <laughs> <laughs> and someone that you, like, have a parasocial relationship with as well. Admire. Yes, yeah, someone yeah. you admire and look up to and enjoy so, so thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just love you a lot, Boo. I love you a lot. <sighs> that's Jake. And that's Melissa. And, and this, this is, is Best Friendhood. <laughs> <laughs> Hail to the yeah! Hey, what is something you recommend that everyone tries twice? Oh, once it says once. Oh, I'm answering twice. I I thought my brain skipped ahead and said twice. I love that. I love that your brain did that. Thank you. Because you can try something once and. You need to try it again just to make sure, like, yeah, that to was fully a fully understand it. Unless it harmed you. Don't do it again. That's a learning Facts. from your mistake moment. Mm-hmm. If it was a, a, a neutral or mediocre experience, give it another shot. That's okay. Unless it's drugs. Don't do drugs twice. That was my thing. Like, every time that I've done an illicit drug, I had to do it twice. Same. Okay. Anyway, don't do that, kids. Bad nope. idea. Bad idea. Especially now. Listen don't do that. Listen to what we that. say, not what we've done. <sighs> We lived in a different world when we did those things. Now fentanyl is everywhere. Uh, yeah, was that even a thing? No. I didn't think so. Mm-mm. Like, No. I did MDMA twice. Seven out of ten would gently recommend if fentanyl didn't exist. Correct. Oh, it's so scary. Well, even back then, the risk was that it was cut with, like, I think meth or heroin. Mm-hmm. And so fortunately, I was really good friends with the person who acquired it. And he was able to confirm that it was not cut with anything like that, which I don't know. I've never done either of them. And I have no point of reference. You weren't there. Yeah, I wasn't in the lab. Right. 
So anyway, not drugs. What's something I would recommend people do twice in their lives or try twice? What was it? What was... Well, the actual question is, what is something you recommend that everyone tries once? Your best friend reread it wrong. Therapy. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Also, try it twice. Like, if your first therapist does not seem to be a fit for you, which, P.S., by the way, is wholeheartedly a thing. Yeah. You can vibe with different people, and their style of therapy might not be what you groove with. Correct. And it is okay to say, you know what? This isn't working for me. Or just, you know, I'm not going to schedule any more sessions. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to, like, you You don't don't have have to to explain explain yourself. It is. You're paying that person to be yeah. your professional. Yes. You get to choose who that is. Yep. You sure do. So yeah, therapy. Nice. Which maybe that's a cliche answer coming from a therapist, but like No, babe. I would hardly say no. Even before I became a therapist, I absolutely advocated for people to go to therapy because it changed my life in such a positive way when I was ready for it to. And I was yes, willing to really look at myself yeah. and realize I was the problem. Or not even the problem, but that you could be the solution for your own. There were some things where I was definitely the problem. Though. Fair. I was trying but, to generalize that. Oh, yeah. Others. I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Yes. That you can be the solution. You are your own solution. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what your answer would be. For the twice or the once? I already said my twice. Yeah, um, for the for once. The once. Something that try once to be brutally honest with someone. Example, please. Like, girl, that haircut doesn't work for you, or no, like hey, to share the way your you truth. treated me Bruti- was unacceptable. That you okay. know, like to be brutally honest with someone, whether it's in that fashion that you had just mentioned, or if it is like sharing your brutal truth oh yes to not not even something related to them but just being able to be super super honest because i feel like in one of our first episodes we talked about how you do have to be careful with who you choose to try Mm -hmm. to befriend on a best friend level yeah but you gotta goddamn try it yes because if you don't you'll never know if they could be right if you're jacob or you're melissa yeah you never make the the attempt and yeah sometimes you're gonna face rejection or a letdown or a disappointment but guess what or that makes you, you are welcomed into a different perception of yes. this existence mm-hmm. you know like also when you do that when you allow that honesty around another human being if they are down for it you are also allowing that space for them to do the same True. And think how freeing that is for them to feel that safety. Mm-hmm. Well said. Like you are opening up a whole new world for another. A, a whole, whole new, new world. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would say. On that similar note, what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done? Oh, no, thank you. No? Okay. Can I have a different card, please? Yeah. Just because, like, I don't want to think about it. Fair. Also, what is embarrassment? 
What is embarrassment? It could be something silly. It doesn't matter. But here's what I'm t- like. We've had what this is one em- before. Oh, have we? Yeah. Well, like, what is embarrassment? Something- it's it's us assuming judgment from others, right? This is the same thing, but just worded differently. I'm giving you two now. But do you know what I mean? Like, embarrassment? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Okay, thanks. Sorry. I know. I've got four that all had to do with embarrassment, being judged, or feeling judged, and shame. It's not... Oh, you know, every once in a while, I do feel some shame. But usually, it's shame in the sense of it's upon myself that I wasn't doing better mm-hmm. and that for me is not a healthy headspace to go into mm-hmm. and i also when people say what's your one regret and i remember being asked that question on a road trip on mm. an 18 hour road trip with a boyfriend's family dear god uh-huh what do you regret in life and i went getting in this fucking car with you i said nothing and they weren't quite ready to just accept that. Oh, no. So I, before I was, I think, as wise and in tune with myself as I am now, I had to come up with an answer. I'm pretty sure I was gently hungover at the time as well. Um, but I'm pretty sure I said, like, if I regret the way that I've lived my life, then that discounts the person that I am today. Also, if you sit there and regret something, why are you living in the past? Learn from it and be better today. Like, yes. don't sit, don't allow somebody to sit. And, like, for me, a regret is like an open wound that's just sitting and festering on your butt cheek. Yeah, that's exactly how I like to describe it as well. Like, let it heal and be better. Stop picking at it. Correct. Let it, let it heal you may yeah, have to pick out some happened, gravel but and you are a different person now it happened and in that moment don't let regret fucking if you keep wondering on regret you'll never truly live in the joy that is your now. now yeah i also would like to add that when we spend a lot of our time thinking about those kinds of things and feeling regret and wallowing in that uh I think that dismisses, like you were saying, the person that you were at the time. Mm-hmm. And chances are you were doing the best that you could with the information and the belief in yourself that you had at the time. And even the if it was the mindset that you had at the time. Right. With who you were at the moment. Correct. Even if it was a choice that led to negative consequences, you still probably were doing the best you could in that moment. Why beat yourself up? You mm-hmm. can't change it. Learn from it and move on, like you said. Correct. Can't change it, so don't ruminate on it. Do better today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My turn now, that... yeah? No, I never oh, actually no. asked you. <laughs> I just went off on a spot. Thank you. Okay. Uh, who is your favorite movie or TV character? Oh, no. Oh, I don't believe that I could... Changing up the vibe a little bit. Yeah, most certainly. Um... Could you read that again one more time for me, please? Who is your favorite movie or TV character? Mr. Rogers. Because he's your best friend. He is so integrate integrative. Integral? 
Mm-mm. He brings everybody in, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an episode that he had. So the postal worker that mm-hmm. was on Mr. Rogers' house route was a black man. And it was summertime in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it was hot. Mr. Rogers had a kiddie pool outside. So he asked his postal worker if he would like to sit and cool off and dip his feet in a kiddie pool. And it was the first time ever that you saw a white man and a black man sharing a kiddie pool, dipping their feet, mm-hmm. chilling out with each other. Mm-hmm. It was also the first time that so a blind girl wrote in to Mr. Rogers because he always talked about how he was how he had fish and she was worried that the fish weren't always getting fed every day. So she wrote a letter. Right. And after he had received that letter, he made sure to verbalize. And now we're going to give the fish some food. Welcoming. Explorative. Explorative. Kind. Multiple cardigans. What's not to love? I know. People think that it's like a gentle sass or insult when they call me Mr. Rogers because I wear similar shoes and have a similar clothing style. I'm like, no, 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 no. And a demeanor towards some. Well, yes. And the demeanor, like if there's something about me that you resonate with that reminds you of Mr. Rogers, that is the biggest compliment I could receive. Even if it is just my style, Mm because let's be honest, that man knew how to dress. (laughs) Untrue, but I will (laughs) take that from you. Also, like that, that would be like my touchy feely answer for sure. Yeah. If it were just a straight Melissa answer, I'm torn between two just at this moment because there are a fuck ton, my dude. (laughs) There are a fuck ton, my dude. It also depends on the day. What I'm torn between right now would be no we'll just go with one because that would be too much long i want to hear both Uh, okay fine just one you can hear the second one off mike um scully from the x-files oh my god duh because of course she's walking into a job she doesn't necessarily agree with it but she's going to get it done and she's going to get it done well and she's Mm going to bring every ounce of knowledge Mm -hmm. and cognitive thinking and reasoning that she has to this thing but she's also choosing to not be closed minded yep i love her yeah so there also gillian anderson is just jillian damn it i always get it wrong (laughs) it's like gif or jif (laughs) indeed well how how often do you hear it said versus from you at least like once a week whatever You've got a big old Once lady crush month. on her. Still do. <laughs> Sex Education. Have you watched it yet on Netflix? No. It's tremendous. You know how I am with TV shows. <sighs> if you want me to watch a TV show, you cannot tell me that you want me to watch it. I would hate <laughs> if you would ever turn that on. That's also, it's like, it's really fucking enjoyable. And it's really oh, like queer affirming, sex affirming, like brings some norms and also brings out some weird. It's just great. <laughs> I know. I'll get to it when my brain decides that we can unlock that door. Indeed. Okay. So she is a sex therapist, right? Yeah. I'm just going to tell you like, this is like in the first two episodes. Okay. 
this man walk and she has sessions in her home. This beautiful fucking home. P.S. By the way, why is that such a TV trope of therapists? Well, like, it, that feels like such a weird ethical boundary. You can do it anyway. Okay. So this gentleman shows up to her house and she. Oh, thank goodness! Come on in. They sit down, and she sits down. And she asks him like, when the first time that he recognized that his penis was his penis was, and he sits there dumbfounded, answers the question, and she goes on for a bit. And then he goes, I'm here to fix your plumbing. Because <gasps> he's literally the plumber because their sink is broken. No, she their toilet. Her yeah, the toilet is broken because her son has been masturbating in socks and tries to flush them down the toilet. <laughs> oh my God. She is a sexually repressed son and she's a sexual therapist. It's really fucking good. And then he becomes like the sex on like sex therapist at his fucking high school. It's great. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I already know the answer to this one. Okay, so you can decide Unless... if you want to read it or not. Unless. I'm what? not going to finish it because it would ruin it. If you were in jail, who would your one call be? I'm going to be there with you. So who would uh, it that be? That was my first thought. Right. Was, well, not you because <laughs> we'll, we'll be, be there. there together. <laughs> or I'll be destroying evidence. <laughs> So don't call me. I'm busy. <laughs> Your dad. T. No, be... it would be T. Yeah. It'd be Mama T. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. She would be here in a freaking heartbeat. She'd bail me out. And then she would rip me <laughs> a new one. <laughs> in the most kind and loving way. She would also put one of those like toddler leashes on you. Oh, one hundred percent. If you're do not something. being handcuffed in jail, you're being handcuffed here. <laughs> God, I love her. <laughs> the answer is yes. She would absolutely be the one I call. Yeah. I'm gonna read this one and you can decide. When you are old, what do you think children will ask you to tell stories about, like all of your lovely nieces and nephews? What will they ask you to tell them stories about? What the world was like before it was on fire. I don't want to be nihilist, but I truly believe that. Yeah. yeah. In metaphorically or liter literally. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. My thought when you said when the world or before the world was on fire, I immediately went to 2020 because most of your nieces and nephews are were little. really little when that they happened. They still are well, in I, my yeah, mind. Yeah, they still they absolutely still are. are. But the reason I, I fell back in my chair was because I realized we've already had those conversations with youths about 9-11. Yeah. What was the world like before 9-11? And it will be their norm. They don't it even already, know that the world yeah, could 9 be 9-11 is a thing that they just read about in history Correct. books. My Literally. Daddy. Yeah. That is a really good answer. Because we're already answering the question, what was the world like before the internet? We're the last that generation too. who can Yeah, we were say. the last generation that and experienced can, both. Who can say so, who can share a story in a very understandable way because we were a generation without and then we grew up with it. 
Right. So we would be the most relatable. Yes. I'm so relatable. Millennials have that weird, like, we're, like, straddling yes. the generational no, gaps it. between Gen X and prior that were rate. Oh. Oh, no. Everything's fine. I just made it. Oh, I was going to go get you a towel. Oh, I just need new pants. Oh, nope. Now I need a towel. <laughs> That's usually how my weekends go. Too bad it's just a Thursday. Thank you, my love. You are the best. Simply the best. Better than. Oh, I would rather the towel, the if you wouldn't Sorry, mind. Just for a moment. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you for your care and your kindness. It's I'm just peppermint you. tea, thank God. Do you need to break? Yeah. Okay. And we're gently back, back, back again. We're going to try the rest of the episode as an ASMR episode. No, we're not. Okay, because otherwise, here I am. We're sitting in a basement in a room where the heater is running. The dryer is also going. And I'm hoping that the signal is off. But do you hear the tumble, tumble, tumble? I was just trying to be ASMRE. So, during our break, which actually, like, it really leads into what this topic is. Is it okay if I say why we took a breather? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because our friend Jacob is feeling discomfort still, which brings me discomfort, truly. Um and I'm grateful that you had called your nurse and mm -hmm. that you're going to tomorrow as well if this discomfort continues. Mm -hmm. But my thought for this episode was, and like, it's not the words that I want to use, but it's all that I can come up with right now is like coming to terms with getting older. I don't remember how you said it when we were upstairs still, mm -hmm. but the way you said it then was like perfect. And I wish I'd written it down. Yeah. Because it wasn't about, it wasn't so much about coming to terms with it, but it was mm. more like learning how to be an adult. And But not even that. Learning, coming to terms with, doing the adult things that it Recogn feels like we're too young to be doing. Recognizing. That is something that hit my brain too earlier, because that is something that I still feel so often. And I feel like we always will. Like, I, I believe of myself that I will always carry this gentle naivety that I will always consider myself quote unquote too young right. to be dealing with a situation. Right. And something as soon as that thought hit my brain, another one was just like steam engineing itself through <laughs> and it said, unfortunately in this existence, no one is too young to experience anything mm -hmm. because this is life. And I think that's a, a true thing. Like that's like the hardest base truth of that is like, nobody is too young to experience anything. Right. Ask the children of Ukraine, you yeah. know, the children of anywhere of any horrendous human activity. But to bring it back personally, 
especially this month. I'm just going to be super goddamn motherfucking honest. February can suck on the taint of everything that is bad. Because it feels like that's what it's been doing (laughs) to me. And my taint is raw, for fuck's sake. And a lot of our friends, too. Yes, there is something about this month. So many of our friends, both close and gentle acquaintances. Mm -hmm. Which I will say, like, I am very grateful that the people in, in our circles feel comfortable and safe enough to share their experiences especially the rough ones right because that's not easy to do no to share when you are hurting so i do recognize that that is something that is special Mm -hmm. that we have like that they feel safe to Mm -hmm. be vulnerable and honest with us and i am grateful for that and i'm going to do the same here now that this month has been a lot We talked last episode about what you were going through. Mm -hmm. And I've also had my favorite, yeah, I'll fucking say it, my favorite uncle, the uncle that I'm closest to, be told that he needed emergent open heart surgery on the cusp of us celebrating his partner's birthday who had just passed away. And on top of that, like I will be leaving at the end of this week uh, in two days to go and spend a week with my mother because she is having surgery and needs a care team. So I'll be there. And I've had two funerals this month. And then I also learned that my beautiful and amazing stepmom, who's already battled and conquered a cancerous thing within her body twice, has now been diagnosed for a third time with a new one after having surgery. They had a biopsy that came back. So... To have so many beautiful warriors and steadfast beings in my life. To be reminded that we all are human and susceptible Mm -hmm. to an end that will come no matter what. In one month, Brotato. It's been a lot. Um... And all of this on top of still, I believe (laughs) that there is still like this (laughs) gentle turmoil from COVID Mm -hmm. and the deaths that we saw there and the illness that we saw there and the uh, irrepair that is still happening there. And even before that, you know, I had fucking three family members pass away. My heart is sore and tired. And this month is just like, I feel like a mixture. What is Icarus who flies too close to the sun? And who is the one who pushes the boulder up? 
Sisyphus, I mm. believe. Sounds like syphilis. Anyway, <laughs> both a battle to be won. <laughs> syphilis is a much easier battle to win, though. Well, unless you talk to like people of the past where their noses fall off and they literally go crazy. That's what syphilis will do if you don't get it taken care of, P.S., by the way. True. That was right, Sisyphus. Oh, well done. My little mythological knowledge bucket. (laughs) That's what you are, amongst many other things. But I still, like, I carry this gentle naivety. Uh, Maybe that's not even quite the right word. Um, Feeling that I'm too young to be experiencing all of these things. Do you know what I mean? I do, yeah. Because I look at our friends that are going through similar things with their family members or even with themselves with we're still waiting on my stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's definitely been one of those periods of time that it's like, where are the adults and why are they not taking care of it? Oh, crap. We are the adults mm-hmm. and it is up to us to help take care of it. Take care of it and deal with it. Yeah. To step up. And just as we were talking about earlier, like with regret. Mm -hmm. To be better because of and with it. That is so difficult, especially for me. I find that like right now in my life, I'm still what I would consider a young professional. Yeah. But technically... Like I, I, I am the perfect age where I should be settled into a career and with, you know, capitalism in a company and feel comfort, mm-hmm. instability there. Guess what? Instability or and stability? And stability. I heard instability and I went, oh, what? no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> thank you. <clears throat> but the funny thing is, is like, that is a trope that we've been fed for so long and the world has changed so much and p.s by the way all of that stuff and notions expectations that's all stuff that's been made up by somebody else that we're holding ourselves against comparing ourselves to oftentimes to our own detriment very much so Because we're never enough unless we're at the top. And even the people at the top feel like they're not enough. So what does that say? And I see you and I see you in your discomfort. And I know that we, you have gone through a fucking journey. I have been a gentle part alongside you with that. Like this is something I never fathomed for myself. Who would? (laughs) Yeah. But it is part of humanhood. Yeah. And I think... That our bodies do weird things, and sometimes those weird things lead to bad things and pain. There's always this gentle grace that our brain really tries to keep ourselves in. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, the world is magic and everything will be okay, and we will continue moving forward, and it's only going to get better. Sometimes, though... um, maybe that is true and maybe that is true 
Mm-hmm. But in that journey. But it's not always true. The trail will be winding. It will go high. It will go low. Mm-hmm. There will be a river. Do you walk through it? Do you walk with it? What do you do? Do you ford it with your oxen? Well, I hope that you're ready to lose. <laughs> your, what do they call those? Like when you're really, really, really low and you have to make like flour into fucking crackers. You know what I'm talking about. I do. And you can't hunt worth shit or you're out of ammo. Yeah. And then you get cholera and it's just. You, you diarrhea to death. You diarrhea to death. DTD. <laughs> it's such a heavy topic. It It is, but it's also so real. And I hope, because I'm continuously reminding myself, and I have been reminded by others, because your girl has not been in a really good headspace lately. I've been reminded by others. Because I reached out for support. And I didn't say it in any fucking graceful way. I just went, verbal diarrhea, this is what I'm feeling and it sucks a lot. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And I had some really kind and graceful people who responded in turn. One, you know, we could get into the whole rigmarole of it. Who told me that you always seem to have your shit together? I would have never guessed. But isn't that such a thing? We're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to have it all together. We're supposed to be something. Not that I took those kind words that way. Right, but that's part of why you put forth the effort to keep the the pain that you're going through and the worry unfortunately that is part of it Mm -hmm. you know like i wish i wish that my brain hasn't been so conditioned to be so worrisome about what others think about me and the way that i live my life i wish that i didn't worry about that so much but i fucking do the other person that reached out oh yes by the way that person that reached out to me with that message also said and I don't know how to take it. I did take it with a smile initially. I want to be you. Which I... I... I understand. And I am... And I... And I hope... That they can find... Because I understand, like, the calm... And the... Not deposition, because that's a lawyer term disposition there you go that i put forward and i and i do that when i'm around other humans because one i would imagine you don't want your inner turmoil to spill over onto them i don't want to ruin but also like this is a person who i truly in face to face dumped on not dumped on face to face shared and they listened and they do care and I know what they mean by that is they're struggling Mm -hmm. as well to find a balance I think that my teeter-totter I think we're both just sitting 
you know, my brain and my emotions are sitting closer to the equilibrium, mm-hmm. <laughs> perhaps. Mm-hmm. The other person that reached out who is a steadfast and very wizened friend, older than I, I don't want to say gave me sympathy, but gave me comfort in knowing that I'm not alone in the feelings that I feel. But they also said, even if you don't mean it right now, say out loud, I am surrounded by good and love. Just as a fucking reminder, even if you don't feel it, say it because it is a reminder. Because it is true. Because it's a reminder. Yeah. That's one of the... Mm-hmm. I didn't look at the... Me- they had messaged me four days ago. And I had the little icon sitting on my fucking phone. And I waited four days because I wasn't ready to read the response. Because I don't reach out to people like that. Mm-hmm. I don't. So I didn't want to read what my honesty and need what came from that Mm -hmm. I didn't want to I felt maybe that was a a modicum of embarrassment or whatnot. I don't know but I waited for no I didn't wait I put it off for four fucking days before I opened up a message from somebody who really loves me and is trying to help did life is really difficult it's beautiful and it's difficult Mm -hmm. there's beauty in the pain unfortunately they coexist yes not that the pain is is beauty necessarily but this is kind of cliche but like when we go through suffering that's part of what allows us to remember what gives us purpose and meaning and connection. And it may take a minute. Once you get through it, you were able to look back Mm -hmm. and see all of the hands that were supporting you through whatever it is or your own strength. That too. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's and your own strength. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever felt that, like that you were too young to be experiencing something? Yep. May ask you for your example of that? If you don't want to share, that's perfectly fine. Last week. (laughs) (laughs) Wholeheartedly though, Jacob. When my doctor, my GP was like, we need to get you in for a colonoscopy right away. And somehow made it work that... Instead of a three-month wait list, I was in the next week. Because, I and I think that you said this last week, but I want you to say it again. Because you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I could make that day work. What did they tell you? Oh, yeah. I, I had called and asked if, if we could literally just move it to the next day so I would have to take off less time from work. And they said, well, you can either take the time that we've scheduled you for, or you have to wait until the end of April or beginning of May. And I went, nope, never mind. It's all good. I will make it work. I, my health and my yes. my body is important Thank you for too. Saying that. Thank you for saying that. And it's a reminder that we need because we have been shamed whenever we take time for ourselves. We're right. not even fucking parents, Jacob. No, I know. I, I cannot fathom 
if your kid gets sick and you're like, I need a day off, just, and it has to be like, it's this, you know, like your right. kid wakes up and vomiting all over the place. You, you don't, you don't have, have that choice. choice because your daycare provider will not allow you to come in. You know, what else are you supposed to, do you have grandparents around? No, you have to take work off. Yep. I've always felt so fucking guilty for taking a sick day or a fucking mental Same. health day. This 2023 is the first time in my fucking life I took a mental health day. Yep. I worked throughout the entire pandemic. I had fucking coworkers who were quote unquote exposed and got two weeks paid off. Mm-hmm. I didn't take a fucking single day. I did everything that I needed to do to keep myself safe and keep myself and my workplace rolling. Yeah. I had coworkers who took three, two week let goes because they were quote unquote exposed. And that was back in the day before the vaccines, Indeed. right? Where yes. it was kind of where it was mandatory oh, to I'm do that I'm still stuff. fucking sour about that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I finally got COVID in 2022, and I got like... When you got it, even after, like, and you got... What I mean by that is like, you got it. Like, you felt the effects of this illness, even after vaccination and boosters. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you had not received that vaccination. It was so bad, even with all of those things. Yeah. Like, well, okay, two thoughts. I'm going to finish one first proud of you for that like i'm still a little salty as well that my coworkers who and i really love and respect my coworkers, but ditto those that unfortunately did get covid back in the day got paid paid two weeks and it just like it sucks because i was supposed to be on my vacation <laughs> So I had already put in for my vacation time and you can't just like take that. You can't back. yoink it back. <laughs> so like, cool. My vacation time is now my COVID time because even when I was exposed to COVID back in the day and had to go in for the, you know, the drive through testing. Oh my God. And you would sit there for 45 minutes. I was still doing telehealth. Like I was still doing my job. Like, so yeah, I, I kind of share some of that bitterness which second thought then is you asked when was the time where I felt or thought rather I'm too young for this. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be dealing with this. The fucking pandemic, which technically is still going on, like whatever. Endemic Um, now. Yes. Did they downgrade it? A, A very long time ago, my darling. Well, to me, it will always be a pandemic. Fair. Because the whole fucking world is still being affected by it. So that's the definition of a pandemic. Um, anyway, sorry. I'm not sassing at you. I'm sassing, sassing at the, the world. world. Yes. Uh, yeah. In like May of 2020, where I didn't get my graduation from my oh master's my program, God. which is I fine. Love... And that was at the beginning of our true friendship. Yeah. And to know you now and to look back on that 
and to know how much that fucking sucked for you. The work that you put in, the day that was supposed to be there to help celebrate you in all of the things that you Mm -hmm. had done. My love. The working three or four jobs, going to school full time. Yeah, it was supposed to be a big fucking day. And it wasn't. And I know that that was a lot of people's experience too, but we're talking about us right now. I'm talking Indeed. about myself. Yes. And I know that our listeners do know that because they know that we do think broader. True. But also that broader world wouldn't be the same if we weren't in it. So it is perfectly fine to feel and talk about our experiences. You are allowed to experience your fucking life. Don't therapize me. I'm I'm saying it. I know you are. For you, for me, and for the listeners. Like, you yeah, we always try to be better for the greater good. Yeah. But you know how we're able to do that is because we are also kind to ourselves. We have to be. Yes. Because sometimes that's the only kindness we may experience in a day. Fuck yeah. Like, being a therapist is a hard freaking job. I cannot fucking fathom. It's never been easy for me by any means, but like, especially the last week, having my own really big fear and worry and concern and wonderment, like, bracketing or putting that shit in the back of my mind and not letting it get in the way of being so acutely present with when it could be literally your life or death you know like it really was mm-hmm. that that was the impression i was given and fortunately it's not that severe but i fully expect there will be some changes that need to be made and that's fine But yeah, it's so fucking hard to just put that on the back burner and to be with. And I love my job. I care so much about every single one of my clients. Yes, you do. That it it doesn't feel like a burden by any means. And yet it kind of is like... uh, It's more that you're putting into your hiker's backpack on this journey. Yes. Of of life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're helping to carry somebody else's kit. Yeah. That's and actually the analogy I use kit, for them. You have to shove some more kit in yours. Mm-hmm. Oh, my boobala. So, yeah, pandemic, even today, I still feel a little bit of that, like, I mean, one, if everybody that I've told, the few people that I've told that I had a colonoscopy, the immediate response is wide eyes, concern, worry, fear yes you're way too young for that correct fucking no yes literally the recommendation is don't get another one until you're 45 or depending what your biopsies say (laughs) correct most people are told that you don't need one until you are 45 right so to be told you are a well decade off of this my love and so to have your doctor say like we need this now and this is emergent yeah is scary And I think last week I was so more focused on what was happening in the moment that I, the fear, not the fear. Don't you think that's a coping? Probably. Like focusing on the tasks, like how Mm -hmm. many 
jokes did we make about how well I had prepared? I know. Right? You like, and I both that was deal, totally you and coping. I both deal with stuff like that. Yes. And I'm grateful for it. Knowledge, preparation, information. Mm-hmm. That's how I Levity. feel in yeah. control and and am able to like not be overwhelmed by Yes. Hypochondria, really. <laughs> Assuming the worst. Oh, a human brain? But now in hindsight, it's like, wait a second. They really got me in in eight days. There was a reason why, though, my darling. Yeah. Yeah. My doctor wouldn't have made the multiple referrals if it wasn't something that he felt was necessary to be rushed. it truly was. It truly was. I had a really good talk with one of my coworkers last night. Honestly, I've been working 12-hour fucking days. I don't even remember what day it is today. Honey, um, I've been playing that same adventure. She shared with me so many recipes and websites that I have not <laughs> even found that are like oh. exactly what I'm if, if this is the diet that I need to stay upon okay. or stay on. Even more strict than what you're already on? Girl, yes. Oh, my love. Oh, my love. Yeah. Yikes. Mm-hmm. I can't okay. think about that long term right now. Yeah. We're doing it day by fucking day right Indeed. now. Yeah, I think that is the best way to do this. But she gave me all of these recipes oh, and websites kind. and invited me to join a Facebook group, which I'm not on Facebook enough to really for that to matter. But I love that you distance yourself from that. P.S. Oh, by God, the way, I'm very proud can't. of you for that. I just can't. I Girl, can't. I wish do I, it. I wish I could. It's my fucking cocaine. Oof. See, for me, it's video games. That is my escapism. Fair. That is my escapism. Oh, that's fair. Um, it was just so kind to be told, like, I don't know quite what's going on with you, but I heard you mention this, and my brain connects that to this, and I thought that's similar to what I'm experiencing, so here's some stuff. I hope it's helpful. And I fucking cried with my earmuffs on, my gloves on, my bag, and my jacket. Like, I was ready to fucking go home. I was just saying goodnight to her and letting her know I was leaving because it was just the two of us. And then this woman had the audacity to fucking care about me and be amazingly kind and smart and wise. Grr, how dare she? I love her so much. Uh, I'm so grateful to hear that. I have such amazing people in my life. Yeah. Especially at work. Dear Jacob, outside of work, at work, as well, just yeah, yes, you are surrounded. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just love you a fuck ton. I'm so grateful there are so many other people who love you a fuck ton. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is something I'm learning and getting better at. I want to bring it back to me. Cool with that? Yep, getting teary and emotional. Because this is a new thing that I'm allowing and learning for myself to grant the same space that I give to others, the same grace to myself. So I took my very first mental health day last week on Tuesday, because on Monday is when I learned about my stepmom's 
third fucking cancer diagnosis. And I knew that I was going with my best friend to be his advocate and to never let you be alone in anything scary on Thursday. I also had some shit to get done for work, which is bullshit and blah, 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 blah. I don't get paid enough for it. So I took Wednesday. No, that was on Monday. So I took Tuesday off. (laughs) It was the first day I've ever had a mental health day. And I sat on my sofa next to my fish aquarium. And I had my laptop. And I watched whatever the fuck tickled my fancy immediately. Like, I didn't scroll through shit and be like, what deserves my time? I went, that looks funny. Click on it. Watched it. And not until late in the afternoon did I finally allow myself to relax. That I actually giggled out loud at something or allowed any semblance of joy to splay across my face. Because I felt like I needed to be a certain way. And when I did have that little tinkling of joy, I felt bad about it. And I already felt bad about taking a mental health day. You know what I was told when I texted? Because I texted (laughs) at like 2.35 a.m. Like, thankfully the person that I have to share that I'm going to not come into work with respects and understands me to a decent level. But stuff like this, like touchy-feely stuff, not a great person at. So the response was, okay, please log into our HR and fill it out because today is the last day for payroll. Yeah, that made me feel real fucking good. That was sarcasm. <laughs> um, I give so much and to be given so little back in so many fucking avenues sucks. So when I'm truly vulnerable and asking and taking, being bare bones like I need and to be shown the bare minimum of attention made all of my turmoil and trauma response instantly activated, which is not what a mental health day is supposed to be, my dude. Why do you think more people in our millennials don't take mental health days when we fucking need them? It's the first one I've ever taken, Mm -hmm. and I already felt guilty about it. Because you got a cold, business-like response. Not business-like. You got a cold, business response. No concern, no compassion, just... Okay. There was a bit. They did say, wish the best. Please make sure that you go online. Because this is the last day of the billing period. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just sitting over here with life and death and all the stuff and things. I'll make sure to do that for your convenience, corporate. Oh, and I know this corporate dude. 
the one time when I didn't put in, which bugs the fuck out of me because I I wholeheartedly believe it was a HIPAA violation. Like, if I take a day off, I have to put reason. Illness? Personal? Uh Uh-huh. One day, I didn't fill it out, and I got a fucking angry email back from Steve. If you, if anybody in my fucking work circle hears this, Steve can go fuck himself with his own dick in his nostril so many times until his brain falls out like the Egyptians used to mummify people. That would be great. That would be great. I feel that. You know what? You know what? That I don't mean that. But he needs to. I hope that he will learn some empathy in some point in his life. When I got back from work, I got this email. You can't just take a day without without telling us what you took a day for. Was the email I returned after a funeral for. You can't I we can't just put this in the system as a day off with no reason. Then change the system. As a person who's been working there for nine plus years, almost trust me, fucking trust me. This is just her. You know what? No, I'm very grateful that this is turning into an a very open and honest episode. What were you about to say? That this is just turning into a bitching episode, and so I reframed it because. That's not true. That was me trying to make space for somebody else's comfort. And I know that, Jacob. They don't have to fucking listen if they don't want to. Correct. And I don't need to make excuses for the way that I feel and the experience that I'm having in this existence. You are Because it is mine. And I'm learning that for the first fucking time. I'm 36 years old, and you know me as a human. I'm finally granting myself the grace that I give others. Finally. I deserve that, too. Yeah, you do. Cheers to that. (laughs) Oh, I want to, like, cry and pee and blow my nose. Oh, I'll probably fart. Yeah. Do you need a fart? No. How was your tummy? My stomach is still in a lot of pain. I hope people see you. I'm so sorry. It is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. It is what it is, but that does not mean that it's okay. No, but I can't change it, so. I just had a very horrific thought. What? You know those big syringes that, like, our friend who's a vet to escape the gas out of your it'd be like absolutely not you okay. stay away from me with any kind of syringe pulp, pulp fiction <laughs> for your lower bowel <laughs> but escape. that's exactly what i was picturing yeah that's what i was thinking this is why oh when melissa gets emotionally raw her brain also shuts off we it's a trauma response. I don't think your brain is shut off right now. It's not shut off, but gosh darn it. I'm just giving so many less fucks. Oh, I see what you mean. Your fuck-a-meter is off, not your brain. Indeed. 
Um, it's not off. It is paused. Hmm. Because, you know, like, think about my fucking answer earlier about fucking Mr. Rogers is my favorite, right? But I want people to, I wanted people to recognize the wonderful TV personality that Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. was. Mm. You know what I mean? Because that's important to me to continue to share love and understanding and acceptance. So who's the actual favorite? I already told you, Jillian Anderson. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the other one, I'll share that with you, but that's just for me. Okay. And you. Because this is best friendhood. It is best friendhood. And sometimes not everything gets shared on mic. That is your protector. Your protector is a comedian. I've always been funny to people. And so me being funny makes sense when I'm being real. You know, balls. My cousin said that once to me. There was a moment where she came and hung out with me and she went. I was being very real and very emotionally cognizant. And she went, oh, I thought you were just funny. And so then I switched my whole rigmarole, my whole brain switched over. I felt it that like, oh, now I need to be funny, Melissa. And that's what I did. Cause that's what she told me that she expected. That's so gross of her. Well, it's also gross of me for just doing that. No, that was an automatic response that protects you. It did at that time. It did at that time. And, and I wanted her to doing? like me. And I wanted her to like me. Right. And we're not beating up our past selves, no, right? No, we're not. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Jacob, this has been a wonderful episode. Thanks so much. It feels like... <sighs> I'm just trying not to sneeze. Sneeze and fart and feel pain and I just love you so much I know thank you so much for rolling through your discomfort oh I wish I could take a picture of your fucking face right then also P.S. by the way your face when you were waking up from (laughs) anesthesia was so fucking adorable when people talk about duck face I wish that they could see what you do with your face when you wake up from anesthesia because that is duck face the sweetest fucking ticket I've ever fucking seen. (laughs) I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being here with me. Always. Being my person. And thank you for being mine. You know where to find us. If you have the chance to. A rate, a review, a subscribe would be great. Most importantly, thank you, Jennifer Bate. Thank you, dear friends. Know that you are exactly perfect as you are and that you are loved and you have infinite worth and are so worthy of being loved and we We love love you you. goodbye good night Uh, that's how i end it (laughs)